Hello and welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast. We're here to bring you more content this week in the form of a mailbag episode. Damn. I'm Pete. Bob, Pete, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm feeling it. I'm a little low energy, but I'm trying to get it up, you know, because I'm excited about this mailbag. I think mailbags are fun. We haven't done one in a million years. The super fun. I love it. It's um, whew, it's a nice time. It's like uh, we get to like uh, unbutton the extra button on the shirt, have fun chat about all the things we've been listening to and chatting about, and kind of uh, it's, it's one of our most interactive times, which is which is one of my favorite things. So it's nice. Yeah, it feels low stress, you know, because I'm sure. All of you listeners understand we we uh we do our homework, you know, it takes some time. But these mailbag episodes we kind of just get to sit back and have a nice chat. It's uh it's a fun one. But Bob, what's up with you? How was how was your day? Uh, my day, my day oh day was good. Day was good, just um it's summer. It's summer, Pete. And uh summer as a parent means you look for things to do. You find activities. Oh man, just saying that, <laughs> I, I uh, got my son one of those workbooks to do. You know, stuff between second grade and third grade, kind of thing. Okay. And uh, he did. He did a couple pages the day before the last day of school, just kind of priming the pump, if you will. Yeah. He has skated. He's been out of school for uh, a little bit, and I just remembered it. I'm like, oh, it's not. It's been less than a week, but uh, <laughs> this just reminded me of that. Something to do tomorrow is to work on that. So, uh, uh, thank you for that. No, otherwise, no. Everything's good. It's. Um, are you hitting the beach full force at this point? Uh, yeah, jumping we, in the water, hanging out, doing the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know uh, there was a really good beach day last week. This week's been kind of dreary, um, but uh, but this weekend's supposed to be nice. So I'm I'm definitely getting in the water again this week. Uh, nice. Last, I went to a birthday party at the beach. What a cool idea! Shout out if you for some reason live near the shore or live near a beach, and you got a kid, cheat code. Set up a beach party, <laughs> have it be a beach birthday party, order a few pizzas, ice pops work really well, you bring them in a cooler. That's a win. Super win. The kids are excited. Everybody hangs out. Tons of things to do. It, it was perfect. So uh, major parental respect to the the parents who set that up. Um, but yeah, how how about you? How you doing? You were busy last week. Talked. You still busy? I'm assuming yes. Always busy, but finding time to go to the beach. I jumped in the water for the first time maybe <sighs> a few that. weeks ago. It was not warm, but it was exhilarating. Uh, had a great time doing it, um, and plan on going to the beach again this weekend. So all's good. I mean, summer here is fun because you know I lived in Brooklyn for about ten years, and now. I'm on the Jersey Shore, and it is the time of year where all of my Brooklyn friends, rather than asking me to come up there, ask if they can come stay with me, um, which makes it fun because I can just hang out at my house and have people come through every weekend. So things get busy. A lot of people come through, but it's always fun because I get to see old friends. So it's uh, it's a good time of year. Love it. Love it. Love this, the shore at the summertime is a great place to be. Lots of visitors. 
things to do, active calendars. But Pete, you know what we're doing here today? Doing a mailbag. Answering some questions, vibing in general, just kind of engaging. So uh, let's dive in. What do you, where do you want to start? Why don't you kick us off? I think we start with some of the questions, that, or actually, sorry, some of the um, uh, letters that we got from okay. people. Um, because we did get emails. We get a lot of emails. Thank you for your emails. Um, please, everybody, write us emails about no, your thoughts the on the oh. episodes or whatever you want to write us about. It really doesn't even have to be about the episodes. Mm-hmm. But you can write us at trackspod at gmail.com. Yes. Um, and these people wrote to trackspod at gmail.com. Some of them wrote months ago, and we just haven't had a mailbag in a while. So... Um, I'd like to get to some of them. Uh, I'm sorry to everybody that wrote in because there were a lot of you. We're not going to get to everything. We're just going to have time for a few of those here. But Well, I do like, I think some of it you, you kind of parsed and were able to put into some like uh, kind of rapid fire stuff towards the end. So yeah. we'll catch some of that. Um, yeah. And we've got a few to get into. So uh, you want me to read this first one from Chris? Yeah, go for it. All right, Chris with a K on warm weather music. Hey guys, looking for some warm weather album recommendations as summertime is just about here. What are some that you guys go to when the weather starts to get warm? You're finally able to drive around with the windows down, maybe on the way or driving to driving to or around the shore. For me, I always tend to go back to a few favorites of mine from this time of year. Lifetime self-titled, Rival School Pedals, and Third Eye Blind self-titled, just to name a few. Uh, Chris, great email and a topic of much thought from me. Pete, start us off though. What are your favorite good weather records? So I I don't have any specific records. I'll say that I listen to a lot more hip hop in the summer than I do in the winter. I feel like in the winter I go to like heavy, dirgy, like I really like a lot of metal and like heavier stuff. And okay. I'll listen to that more in the winter and then more hip hop in the summer. Um, recently listening to a lot of MF doom, a lot of mm. um, actually the last two Nas records. Um, okay. He's doing like a new thing. It's called King's disease. So there's King's disease, King's disease part one and King's disease part two. And they're both like super solid. Like some of the best Nas records I've heard in a long, long time. Um, listening to the new future too. Mm. Um but then aside from that, I was trying to think of like what I typically go to and I find myself listening to a lot of like flying nun records, like indie rock stuff. Okay. Um, so like the clean and the bats, um, the chills and then adjacent stuff like cleaners from Venus. I find that like when there's people around, you just kind of want to put on music that like you don't really have to engage with, but that's also kind of pleasant background music. Oh yeah. And I feel like that stuff always like fits that vibe kind of perfectly. And it's also kind of like, like kind of lazy summer music. So it just like, it fits the vibe for me. So I end up going to that stuff a lot without even really even thinking about it. But that's what came to mind for me. What about you? You Do you have specific records in mind? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do. Um, sorry. I'm also negotiating some flight stuff here. Um, Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Great summer record to me. Um, get your soul right. Um, <laughs> Chicago self-titled seventies rock, uh, thin Lizzie. Okay. Uh, jailbreak. Great nice. summer record. 
Um, uh, Black Sabbath Volume Four specifically. Ah, interesting. Um, Scientist, the Scientist Dub Landing, great dub record. Oh, that's um, I fun. Think yeah, it's really good for the summertime. You're right about hip hop. Um, really good summer records. Uh, Oasis, what's the story? Morning Glory, fun summer record. Great one. Mm, let me think here. I'm trying to think because your your records are really good. Uh, given what you like, you should check out the Jets Brazil Orange Rhyming Dictionary record. That's a fun summer one. Um, I like Rile that. Schools Pedals is a good summer record. Uh, Travel uh, United by Fate is a better summer record. Hmm. United hmm. by Fate is the first one. Yeah, is the first one. Which yeah. both those records are fantastic. Um, it's just that uh, United by Fate might have a little more pulsing um, cruise. Let's see. What else do I think of when I, I think almost of picked summer? up United by Fate at a record store in uh, Baltimore really last week, but they were trying to. It was seventy dollars. It felt like way too much money oh, for that. If it's so. the first press, that's that's actually a good deal slash going rate. If uh, you had well, told me, I hey, this record's here for seventy, I would have gone, oh, I'll PayPal you right now. Bomber. Sorry, it's okay. it happens. Um, uh, Todd Rundgren, something, anything, um, good summer record. I'm trying to think of what else I would say. Um, there's a lot. Of the, to me, summer is 70s barbecue chiller. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like a lot of that stuff that you mentioned, I have like Spotify playlists yeah. that I've made that yep. has all that stuff. And I've, I kind of keep adding to them and changing mm-hmm. them, but I just kind of go back to these playlists yeah, so so, um, I'm trying to think of stuff that's outside of that. Also, that's newer. Um, title fight, uh, floral green is a really good summer record, especially given some of the other things you mentioned. Because um, you, you lifetime self titled rival schools third eye blind. Go to that title fight record. Give the either either floral green or shed uh, a shot. I think both are good. If you, if you like Lifetime and Rival Schools, it's, you're going to find a groove for it. Um, and if you've never heard, since you're saying Rival Schools, if you've never heard Walking Concert, uh, Run to Be Born, uh, check that out. Good good um, summer morning music, for sure. So, uh, yeah, give us some of your warm weather recommendations, everybody. I, I love that as a topic. Or better yet, send us a warm weather playlist. Yeah. Oh, good idea. Fuck yeah. All right, next one. Um, Stefan wrote us about Radiohead, the Radiohead episode that we did on OK Computer. And he said, keeping it short and sweet, the song Electioneering sounds so much like Muse that it's completely unlistenable. No go, non-starter. <laughs> Interesting. Great email. Um, that was the song with all the cowbell that we both said that kind of feels out of place on the record. So neither of us had really glowing things to say about it really either. Um, Bob, how do you feel about Muse? Um, mm, like uh, any love? Uh, well, no hate. I'll say okay. that. All right. um, I don't have hate for it. What's They have one record that I think someone kind of sat me down. was like, I'm, like Long Car Ride. And uh, it's like, oh, I want you to listen to this with me. And I wasn't. Maybe Absolution. I'll know it by the cover. Um, it's either that or Black Holes and Revelations. I think it's Black Holes and Revelations, actually. More, okay. Yeah. Um, 
it's one of these two. I wasn't offended by it at all, but I get it. I, I could see it, but I also hear the the um the comp for sure. For yeah. sure I hear the yeah. comp. Like yeah. um I'd actually be surprised if Muse didn't cop to being some sort of, you know, having some taken some influence, if not directly from Radiohead to sort of the energy around them, you know? Oh, dude, 100%. Yeah. Like, that's that's pretty obvious. That's interesting, though. Um, I actually could see that electioneering sounding a lot like Muse. Completely unlistenable. What about you? What are your feelings? I mean, people, clearly, Stefan hates Muse, has no love. Um, and I think that's probably justified given their recent track record of the last, like, 15 years. But... Um, I have to say, I actually really liked earlier Muse. Um, Origin of Symmetry came out 2001 when I was in high school and a friend put me onto it and I thought it was really cool. Um, and then I liked Absolution and I thought Black Hole was, was a little corny, but I still liked a few tracks. Yeah. It doesn't hold up so well for me anymore. I haven't revisited it in a long time. And like, every time I hear like a new muse song, it sounds, it's like, so it's unimaginably bad, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I get the hate, but I also have a soft spot for them at some point. So yeah, low key, it might be something we should talk on just to, to kind of break it down. It could be fun. That's a band. Like, like seeing that it was like, dusting off muse like i haven't heard anyone say the name muse in so long but they're just there see that's the thing like i don't know if we did a muse episode i don't think anyone that listens to our <laughs> right. podcast who's that cares for? who's that for we, yeah, we like, haven't who's been asking the question who's that for yeah. who's that for i have no idea that's a really good question because they're a band that like they're still selling out like huge venues but yeah is that like two sh- sh- steps away from us doing a nickelback record like I mean, kind. Of, it's just like it's it's people I'm who like pictures of them, and I hate them so much. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, that's that's why they're so dislikable. Because um, <sighs> they're dislikable. <laughs> oh yeah, because they just you can't even oh, look I got at them. Douche the, chills looking at their photos, and oh the aesthetic is terrible. Like all yep. the albums look like trash. It's yeah, yeah. It's like it's like major label garbage trap. Like oh here, like whatever. It doesn't even matter. Like every album cover looks dumb. Like. <laughs> but then like but all all the shows are like really sticky like i remember i think it was oh i think it was the album drones they did they did a tour where like all of the stage production was done with drones so like people are going not for the music because the music kind of provably (sighs) sucks they're going for kind of the Uh, stage show yeah like the experience thing uh yeah it's it's like it's not a thing for like people who like music no, this is like, yeah, this is, so this is like, is Muse taking the, like, we want to be an arena band, like, to the logical conclusion of corniness. Like, it's just full-blown, like, oh, we want to be a giant rock band, nothing matters, and we're just going to be a giant rock band. It's like, it gets so far from the thing. Man, I'm trying to remember the Muse hit. No, well, I can't um, remember, which is a good sign. Time is like, running out was big. Like was Muse just a, was big. Muse just Imagine Dragons before Imagine Dragons, basically. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Supermassive Black Hole was that's a big song. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. Okay. 
And then there was there was another the resistance or uprising was oh, yeah I Jesus don't know. this shit sucks I'm yeah, it sucks now. yeah <laughs> yeah that sucks all right let's see this is live listening people oh yeah uprising this one I know yeah yeah okay oh this one this is yep starlight yeah uh huh uh huh. Oh yeah, this band had such a radio moment. Yeah, in they did mid aughts. Completely yeah. forget about them in the history of time. I want to know about wow. this friend that sat you down and was like, "Bob, you need to listen <sighs> to Black Holes and Revelations." <laughs> it, it wasn't like that, but it was like they were like, "Oh, I really like this music." Okay, and I'm not even dissing it. Like I'm listening. To, like those songs, a couple of those aren't terrible, but Bob, no, no, it's I, so I lost in the like sands some of time. those songs. Yeah, so lost in the sands of time. So. Um, weird. The mid two thousands. What an odd time for music. I know. All right. Next. Next up. Thank you, Stefan. We'll do a muse episode just for you, Stefan. At some point, maybe. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, Never. We just lost the listener. Yeah. <laughs> next one. Uh, do you want to talk about this one? Yeah, I'll read it. Uh, Dave Ackerman on Blitz. Okay. Hello. Just wanted to throw my two cents on this record. This is second Empire Justice we did. First became a fan of Blitz at probably 15. I heard the singles and Voice of a Generation was all in. I heard the third LP at 17 when my girlfriend went away to college and got it at a weird head shop slash record shop store slash tattoo shop in Cutstown, Pennsylvania. I hated it. Maybe never finished it. Fast forward to age 30, maybe 31 when I was asked about Second Empire Justice and had no idea what they were talking about. Legitimately didn't know it existed, and I was all in on street punk for multiple years. I throw it on annually to see if I like it. Yeah. At 42, I still think it's just okay. White Man is literally the only memorable track, and it isn't because it's good. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Um, yeah so so let's let's go in on this i got some pretty good feedback from others another dave i know shout out dave w who uh actually sent me a cool copy of second empire justice it's very awesome so i want to say big thank you for that that's awesome Um, so i have literally added it to my collection um i actually i still like i like second empire justice is it better than Voice of Generation? No, I don't no. think it is. It's definitely not better than the singles either. Um, I've never listened to the third LP. I haven't either. Yeah, and I, I don't mean, know that I'm going to. Given this glowing review, I think it's more in the direction of punk. Like it's kind of like a redux. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I am not surprised. I think Second Empire Justice was this weird blind spot yeah the killing dream that's right i've seen this blitz record a lot the third lp much more than i had seen uh second empire justice <sighs> like it begs the question of when a band does a f- hard pivot to a very different sound which you know from voice of a generation to second empire justice part of the reason we did that it was like notable it's a one-year difference you know Mm-hmm. can they come back to the original sound i mean blitz clearly did but <laughs> uh, 
but but can they recover from it? Can it? Can you? Can a listener go back to it and be like, "This is cool," you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I we did that Blitz episode maybe what two months ago, three months ago, and sure. I haven't gone back to it. I really did like listening to it mm-hmm. um, for the most part. I think the B side fell off, and it got a little just samey, but. Um, I did like it, but I like his point about White Man being the only memorable track because that's actually the only track that if you asked me to like sing any of those songs in my head right now, I could really only think of White Man. <laughs> so I don't think Dave is wrong there. Um, but uh, yeah, the third record, I've never heard it. I recognize the cover art just looking at it, but yep. I've never heard it. I don't know. And I don't know how interested I am. Yeah, no, I, I think Second Empire Justice is... Worthy of time and attention. Notable because of how different it is. I was really happy to do the listen on it and like headphones deep dive it because I actually... Uh, I had fun finding a few notes that connect it to Voice of Generation sonically. Um, songwriting, song structures. But otherwise, it's mostly just a okay to neat post-punk novelty. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, Dave. Next one, um, Sam on the Reds, Pinks, and Purples episode that we did. Mm. What's Um, up, Sam? What's up, Sam? Um, Thank you for writing. He says, hey, yo, big fan of the pod for a while now and was pleasantly surprised when you guys had the new Reds, Pinks, and Purples record on since I fell in love with his work since coming across Uncommon Weather last year. So that was the the last record they put out. Yeah, we covered the newest record. He said, y'all were having trouble kind of describing the sound he's going for and eventually mentioned Sarah Records, which is spot on. The last several years, I've become a deep diver of that label and other twee pop, jangle pop acts of the late 80s, early 90s. So I would feel comfortable describing Reds, Pinks, and Purples in that category. I hear a lot of that scene and his writing style kind of filtered through an Americana-esque storyteller a la Ryan Adams or something. Slumberland ran almost parallel to Sarah and I think carries that torch through today with bands like The Umbrellas, who you guys also are keen for. Mm -hmm. He said, I just wanted to throw some suggestions for you to dip your toes into that world. Sarah Records, um, I specifically recommend Brighter, Another Sunny Day, and The Orchids. Mm. Um, Sarah also put out tons of samplers that are a great way to get a feel for the roster too. Um, Slumberland had some early releases very much in that vein also, such as Black Tambourine and the Softies. Um, That's awesome. And that's it. So I, I mean, I, I wanted familiar, to include I've that email. Heard, yeah, that was awesome. I appreciate it. I actually really love the suggestions. I've heard Black Tambourine, I believe. Maybe it was a result of this, or maybe I just somewhere stumbled on it. Um, but yeah, no, you were describing, you were talking about the Sarah Records thing. This is this whole corner that uh, I, we had a couple other people mention, like, yo, if, if you like this, this is a whole world. So... Yeah, and I actually like I I mentioned it, but I really only knew a few bands on that label, and I know that people like it's a really really highly kind of revered label that people really really deep dive on, and I kind of uh, dove into it a little bit. We actually had another listener shout out Clevo, who wrote us um, I think through Instagram. Yeah. 
and recommended Northern Picture Li- Northern Picture Library. Um, and I listened to a lot of their stuff and really, really, really liked it. Um, and then became quickly frustrated because like none of this stuff is available on vinyl anywhere. It's just like never been repressed. Um, and as soon as I like a thing enough, I like to pick it up and I just, I'm not willing, I can't buy any of this stuff. So I just have to like do the Spotify deep dive, which as a record nerd is very frustrating. Um, but there's so many bands on Sarah and I think, um, Sam referenced a lot of them here that I have to check out. So I'm excited to deep dive all this stuff. Cool. Very cool. Um, just so looking at our that, time and, and my time, I'm sorry, I've, I'm not, I'm, I'm a little tight. So the, I, just the behind the scenes, everybody, <laughs> I'm the reason everybody's emails aren't getting read. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. But, um, but let's get into some, you had a couple other things. So we have a lot of recommendations. Um, so I wanted to go through a few of those and then we had some questions, um, that people asked us via Instagram and I wanted to get through a few of those. So how do you want to navigate this given your time? Um, let's, let's just go, let's do it. Let's hit it all. Let's hit it so, so, so back let's, and forth. Let's back and forth it. You can start and I'll do, we'll do every other. Okay. And do we want to talk about it, whether we want to do it or not, or what's the vibe? Or yeah. We just read them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the, uh, the vibe. Let's, let's so the, so the first recommendation was, which I think we actually have to do. Because oh. we got two people that asked for it. Really? Yeah, two people in the same poll. Two wow. random people, wow. not having any idea what other people were voting for, asked for it. So, bad religion, the process of belief. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so, in my memory, this is the last bad religion record that had kind of a, a big song on it. It um early two thousands, like two thousand three ish. Yep. So I, I just so people know if you live in California, um oh it's either this or the Empire Strikes First. No, I think it's process of belief. Okay. Um if you live in California, they play bad religion on the radio. Um I'm not against it. I would do this record. I I I, I like bad religion. And there are, I actually have a couple diehard friend, diehard fans as friends who would be fun to talk about. To me, there's bad religion up to Generator, all of which I love and know pretty well. Then there's Recipe for Hate, Stranger Than Fiction, that I think couple songs, couple misses. Then there's The Gray Race, which I think isn't very good. Um, then there's some stuff on new america then then kind of there's the new america process of belief empire strikes first new maps of hell era which i think couple tracks um but i am largely unfamiliar post gray race yeah i go as far as the gray race i i pretty much love all of it Mm -hmm. and then i just stop like cold stop i haven't even listened to any of those records so yeah which we're talking about what one Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight-ish, nine-ish albums here. Just trying to make sure I'm not listing something that's not really a record. Um, yeah, like like eight 
ish studio albums that were of material here. Yeah. Um, okay. Put it on the list. Bad religion. The process of belief. Two on of the you list. Be very happy. <laughs> uh, Leatherface horse box. Um, I like the Leatherface that I've heard. I don't know much about them at all. Um, never heard this record. So, is this the record? See, like I know, I think the record is Mush, which is ninety-one. That's the Leatherface record. I think that's all that I've heard, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard Minx. I've heard the last. I've heard they're split with Hot Water Music, but I've never heard Horsebox. So this is released in two thousand. Interesting. I'm looking at the these, seeing if any of these song titles come to mind. Um, I'm open to it. Like, like, look, most mostly people we're gonna say yes, unless there's something that really pushes us out. I'd be open to it. It's not top on my list, but I'd be interested in it. What we might need to ask next time is album recommendation and why because i'd love for the reasoning on that you know what i mean yeah 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 true all right let's 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 breeze through these so how about i just read them and if you have a comment you do if yes if not then whatever so we got voivod Mm -hmm. killing technology yes i i like it so much more than the voivod record we did um uh and i would like to do the voivod record i like agreed uh prince purple rain great record would love to do it great record would be fun stevie wonder songs in the key of life same thing great record would be fun great record maybe we do music aquarium just to do something weird true uh springsteen the river um torn but no you have a depth of knowledge and i think you have a kind of weird warm spot for this record uh not not necessarily i i really like certain songs on this record it's it's way too long we already did born in the usa and we did the last record you put out yeah i think we Um, would be good we've we've done two springsteen i think we got to uh maybe just revisit those actually yeah um we'll do kind of like we did with the gaslight anthem one that's coming soon where we're going to revisit some of the in search of tracks or sorry uh it came from new jersey We'll, we'll do some of the in search of tracks eventually too so yeah we'll do that too uh the promise ring nothing feels good i've never heard this band you know for a band who circles in with stuff i do like i also have never given this like a true listen i believe uh for axe to grind they were on we did a, an episode on 90s emo and i listened but um not intently not in a really deep deep like it was a listen and see if anything stuck sticks and nothing stuck but i will give it another shot okay um that could be fun yeah because we've never heard it guns and roses chinese democracy i'll give you the capsule review it has two tracks the rest of it's (laughs) trash uh would listen have never listened to it um the rest of the Ruby Records catalog, so Flesh Eaters, Gun Club, Dream Syndicate. This is all stuff that I've listened to, but never deep never dove, dove on. In. So I would yeah, definitely do that. Especially Gun Club, I'd be kind of interested in doing that. Yeah, for me, I've I've gone deeper on Gun Club than Dream Syndicate. I'd be interested in that too. That would be a fun like uh, like um, collective episode where we don't do we just kind of do a bunch of those records and talk about them all at once. Yeah, that could be cool. Uh, the wedding present sea monsters. I've got nothing on that. What yeah, is it? Never heard it. Don't know okay. it. All right. Neat. I know. I know of them, but I don't know anything about them. 
the national boxer. I feel like we've actually got people asking about the national before, which is interesting to me because I just wouldn't have guessed that. I couldn't tell like you a national die hard song. Yeah. Die hard. Um, I'm thinking about this. I think High Violet is a big one. No, no, the self-titled boxer. All right. Um, yeah, we should probably do a national record at some point. Cool. Uh, cramps off the bone. You're psyched about this one. Yeah, literally um, blow my <laughs> fucking brains out before I do a cramps record. I've never heard the cramps. I, I, They're so bad. Like, I don't so much care to, but I, I do it just out of sheer curiosity <laughs> yeah, to hear you hate it. Definitely won't be doing it. No cool. chance. Red Hot Chili Peppers Unlimited Love. I think I have the same reaction to this that you have to the cramps, probably. Mm, Although we'll, I do, we'll it, do it because I'll, I'll hate listening to a thing. I don't care. Yeah, I, I, I will hate listen to many things, not the cramps. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, when is this record from? I think this like, is the this brand this new one? one. Yeah, I think it, oh, like, it came is. out a month ago. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Let's go. I okay. Just go um, to Stadium Arcadium. I, who cares? <laughs> Helmet <laughs> Betty. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, what about the Clutch Quicksand Helmet Tour that's about to happen? Oh, boy. Clutch is the headliner. Pretty cool. We talk about it on Axe to Grind. It's a weird thing because in 1995, that lineup is reversed. Like, clearly, Helmet was oh, the for sure. And, um, yeah, I do. Are you helmet. going? Um, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I try to see Quicksand anytime sure, I fly, yeah. but, uh, yeah, maybe I'll go. We'll see. The Pretender self self-titled. Love that record. Would love to do it. I have never heard it, and I would be really interested <sighs> to actually. Uh, great record. The tracks are tracks. Some of the deep cuts are misses, but there's a couple. There's some. There's some gems. Cool. Elvis Costello, this year's model. Where does that fall in his discography? Second record. It's okay. good. Um, this yeah, year's I mean, this year's model is good. Or sorry. Uh, my aim is true. Yeah, is the first one, and then first this year's models is the second one. Yeah, I would do it. I, I like, um, I like smattering of his records uh, throughout. I mean, what's the one song I re- I really like the song Veronica, which I think is like, uh, oh, that's off Spike, nineteen eighty nine. So, oh wow. So yeah, I'm I'm willing to do. I'm willing to dive into the Elvis Costello discography. I do it. I know that I'm not like a deep Elvis Costello fan, but I like those first two records. Um, Faith No More, Angel Dust. I don't know anything about Faith No More. I, I All that I do know is that, um, what's his face? What's the singer's name? Uh, it's... Um, fucking... Uh, I'm blowing on. it up. Uh, Mike Patton. Patton. I, I wanted to I, say, I kept thinking Mike, but I'm like, no, no, he's a weird guy. His name's not Mike. And it's like, yeah, yeah no, he, he's a weird guy named Mike. No, I really, I just, I don't like any Mike Patton stuff I've heard. So I, I feel like it's going to be a hard sell, but I don't know. <laughs> um, I would do it. Uh, good. I have two very good buddies who are huge Faith No More fans. Okay. Lot of um, dispute wildlife. I don't know anything about this. Um, yeah, yeah, weird, weird, like late two thousands sort of like uh, scrams. Okay, <laughs> emo. Uh, I don't know the record. I would do it for this activity for sure. Crime and stereo is dead. Um, weird effort by crime and stereo that I really like. My favorite crime and stereo record. So it'd be fun to do that one. Okay, I've never heard that band. You've never heard them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Long Island 
melodic hardcore, you know, in the Long Island tradition. Okay. Who, more popular on a national level and did more with their band than say stuff like silent majority. Okay. I like also, silent majority, but also didn't hit the heights of stuff like Bayside or, uh, who's, uh, uh, uh see all that shit. Jaw or whatever. Okay. Um, I, I crime and a lot of people trouble stateside as their go-to crime stereo record. I like is that a lot more. Okay. Uh, the Smiths meet his murder. Yeah, for sure. Love the Smiths. I love the Smiths. I love Morrissey. I'll same cover any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for Meat is Murder album that's cool, uh, Bona Drag by Morrissey might be as strong of an album as any Smiths record. How about that? I, don't, I mean, I don't even think that's a hot take at this point. But yeah, I don't I think mean, it is. But I think there's Smiths fans who don't dive into the Morrissey catalog, so they don't know. Yeah, and and I get it because to be honest catalog for catalog yeah the smiths are a stronger catalog than morrissey there's different things but yeah and yeah. i think well that's i think if what you want is the smiths you can still catch it on bona drag and true what's the next one fever hate um you can still catch it a lot on those two records and i'm not saying like, yo, Morrissey's got tracks on tracks, but that record is great. So, anyways, yeah, yeah. we do meet his murder for sure. Fury Paramount. Uh, the best hardcore record for like a five year window at the beginning of the 2010s. Wow. Never yeah, maybe, heard of it. Maybe that's 2015, somewhere in there. No, it's really good. Um, worth a dive because there's a lot to talk about the music. Okay. Um, Grateful Dead, American Beauty. Um, yeah, would do it. How do you feel about the Grateful Dead Assance? I I hate it. How do you I feel have, about like, um, no love for it? John Mayer being the singer of the Grateful Dead. I just like at what point does a band stop being a band? Like like <laughs> like like who's left in the Grateful Dead? Is it is it just uh, is it like Phil Lesh? Mm. is bob weir still doing it bob weir yeah that's yeah. it yeah i think that's it um i do any grateful dead records the grateful dead like obsessiveness thing hitting our generation is interesting to me because pete you might this might be it could be regional etc did you have hippies in your school like yeah okay me too something people don't talk about very often but like Fish was big, Mo was big, Grateful Dead were just still there, kind of. Um. So when I see people I know who were like clearly not that getting into the John Mayer version of the Grateful Dead, I'm like, hmm, that's weird. Well, that's the thing. I mean, there there are people that I know that are a few years older than me who just became Grateful Dead fans like five years ago. And I think that's a little weird. I mean, hey, man, get into whatever you want to do. And if that's what scratches the itch, then cool. But like, it just seems strange. I don't get it. Uh, but in reality, the only Grateful Dead song that or record that I've ever heard that I liked was Working Man's Dead. I think I liked that 
kind of country tinge dead more than I liked Me too. a lot of the other Grateful Dead that I heard, but I still don't love it. So What's that? the whiskey jar, um, is that the one with that on? Yeah, I like them when they get a little more Americana, uh, a little country twang in there. Um, yeah, and obviously I like um, a Touch of Grey, but good song, know, yeah, great song. Um, yeah, I would do it just mostly for an academic and and like there's a good conversation to be had about the Grateful Dead. For sure. And I've never heard that record, if I'm being honest. Um, Celtic Frost, Cold Lake. This is an interesting, weird one. Um, Where is that in the Celtic Frost discard? That's like, it's it's where they completely went off the rails in terms of just being like a <laughs> rock band. I would listen because I like the early Celtic Frost records a lot. So Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, this would just be fun. Yep. In. All right. Um, an Epsi Rock and Roll Babylon. I love this record. Um, is this applicable? I think this is cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'd be fun. I heard this once in my life, and I was just kind of out of not involved in hardcore at this point. So I it kind of missed me. But people have such uh, reverence for this band that I would be interested in doing it. True. Uh, NFC's awesome. Uh, this record was great and from this weird kind of uh punk crust meets motorhead energy and they absolutely nail it on this record next one nick nick cave and the bad seeds murder ballads yeah for sure would do yeah, it. I'd, I'd do it i i never really gave time to nick cave but people love him so i would i'd be interested um some songs I, i'm trying to remember this record i gotta look at it and see if i know it at all is this uh, the one with like the red right hand like the the big song no no this no. is from this is from 96 i don't know this record whatsoever okay weird weird pick i'm very curious about it now okay yeah we got to get the why mm-hmm. all right big country the crossing um yes are they more than just one song worth talking Appar- about apparently they are uh i have a single friend that loves 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 this band so maybe i can get him on for the to talk about big country but we'll see um cave in jupiter uh love it post hardcore record from a band who had previously been like metalcore uh definitely fun to talk about yeah i love this record actually and i'd be interested to hear you talk about it because i really like the record that came before this but i know that you are not so much in that lane so um yeah. sam i am any of their records yes i um, would totally do that is it not it's not uh i want to say clunky uh what's the sam clumsy I am, uh, clumsy, <laughs> I was yeah. clumsy. <laughs> clumsy. Yeah, i would like to do clumsy actually <laughs> yeah no that'd be fun um afghan wigs any other records um, yeah, same. I'm not super familiar with any of the Afghan wig records. So. Me neither. And I remember they reunited or something for this ATP festival that I went to like 10 years ago. And I remember being surprised that anyone cared because I just ha- I didn't even know who they were. I was like, where did this band come from? Archers of Loaf, Icky Metal. This isn't the Archers of Loaf record, though. I think there are a few the Arches of Loaf records. Okay. Um, this I love this record. Okay. And I never cared about any of their other stuff. This is the first really? one. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I think okay. that other people ride for either the record that comes out of that after mm-hmm. this or this or even the third one. Okay. Um, so I don't not, know what's considered like the all. record. I would I would w- w- give me the elevator pitch on Arches of Loaf. 
I mean, it's like it's indie. It's like early kind of when indie rock was still called college rock. Um, oh yeah, but it's it's a little bit more dissonant and like angry. Um, it feels. I'm not even a huge Pixies fan, but I feel like they take more from the Pixies than they do from uh, like R.E.M. or something. Oh, okay, that's cool. I like that. Um, it it's it's like a it's like the type of indie rock that I it feels like a, an easier transition if you like are coming out of punk and hardcore. It like has that kind of edge to it. Um, at least Icky Metal does. Again, yeah. I don't I don't know the other records, but but I really liked Icky Metal. Uh, when I was in college, like early 2000s. Um, True. Modern Levels, Modern Lovers, self-titled record. Very good record, worth discussing. You familiar at all? Yeah, no, that'd be fun. I like the Modern Lovers. <laughs> Drive Like Jehu, Yank Crime. How do you feel about this band? I have no opinion on Drive Like Jehu. Interesting. That could be a fun one, actually. Do you know I anything about them? Um, no, give me their, what's their story? So um, dudes that went on to form, uh, I think Rocket from the Crypt were a band when Drive Like Jehu were a band, but they share a guitar player. Oh, um, okay, that makes sense. And uh, now, yes, I did know that. John Reese, who like is kind of the the kind of figure in Rocket from the Crypt was the guitar player, Drive Like Jehu. And the guitar player slash singer of Drive Like Jehu went on to form uh, Hot Snakes after this. That makes sense. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like in that, in that like larger like Swami Records world. Uh one hundred percent. Let's do it. Um Yeah. It's a good record. Uh Big Boys. Anything by the Big Boys. Yeah, I'd love to. Um the fun part with them though, it might be like, do we just pick an album? Or do we do like the rec yeah, collection, I, you know what I mean? Like this, this guy asked for, uh, sorry, I forget your name. Asked for skinny Elvis or the fat Elvis, which is basically the just the right. discography. So it's one of the collections. <sighs> there is. Um, so that's, that was how I was introduced to the big boys as well. But I yeah, believe same. big boys rec collection does a weird, has a weird other recording or just like, All these tracks remastered, thirty four. It's got like weird demos and outtakes. I actually think it rocks. Like, like if I was trying to introduce someone to the big boys, I might give them rec collection first. Yeah, because it's got a weird mix of stuff. So maybe we do that and then talk about them as a whole. I think they were really good. I'm not gonna lie, a band that has not aged for me, but I'll totally revisit it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, swans, anything by swans. Um, yeah, I've, I've got nothing on them. I would love to cool. do a swans record. So for familiarity, I'm a big fan. Would be curious to hear your thoughts. Uh, beastie boys, check your head. Yeah. I love this record when it came out. Um, don't revisit it much, but I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I think it would be fun to do a beastie boys record. Do they matter in 2022? Diana? Uh, no, I don't think they do at all. Actually. I, I feel like it's just like people our age <laughs> that like might listen to them as like a nostalgia thing. And that's about it. Um, 
I think so too. I think young people would like it if they discovered it though. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, the Fuji's the score. Yeah, I would love to do that record actually. That's a cool one. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. We have veered away from doing hip hop because it's not a strength for either of us and it's kind of a, an interesting conversation. But I actually really like the hip hop stuff we've done because it pushes us into a different place. For sure. That'd be fun. Um, guided by voices under the bushes, under the stars. Guided by voices, another band who I have limited familiarity with. So I Is that even the record. Sorry, what'd you say? Is that even the record? I don't think it's, it is. they they have a lot a of jillion records. Kind of yeah. the that's, records. That's so what like, I know about guy by voices. This this could be material. This could very much be one of them. But yeah, I mean it's it's a contender. Um I love this band, so I'm down. Uh Carcass Heartwork. I like Carcass a lot and saw them two weeks ago in Baltimore. How were they? They were great. Like one of the highlights. Yeah, um, we definitely do this record. It's a pretty big one, and I think it's different than most people remember. Um, or yeah, and we don't we don't they really don't know uh, what it's what it's like, you know. Yeah, for sure, and we don't really do too much metal stuff, so this could be fun too, for that reason. True. Um, and then the last one, self defense, self defense, family's latest or drug church's latest. I would do. Is that either. too close for? Is that too close to home? Are we going to offend? <laughs> no, your buddy? definitely not. No, he knows. <laughs> he knows how I feel. We um, could just have him on, and we could just talk shit with him here. He'll, he'll be he'll be very uh, uh, self critical of certain things, and and very forgiving of others. No, I wouldn't put him in the position position to put him on. But no, um, of course, I'm just joking. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I would do either of those things. Do you have a preference between self defense, family, and drug church, or familiarity either? I like both bands. Um, I think I like Self Defense Family more, but I like Drug Church uh, a good amount. I thought Cheer was really great, and I like the new record. Yeah, Cheer is really great. All right, um, what else we got? We got some questions. Sorry, I'm like I was dealing with some like uh, we've got some upcoming business travel, Pete, and I'm dealing with it, and it's like uh like oh it's ten o'clock at night, and we're I'm getting texts about it. But I'm now back. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. Let's do these questions. All right. So let's get all in and let's just do these questions. Um, we got a bunch of questions through Instagram and some through email. Um, we'll just go through them and then we'll uh, we'll be done with our mailbag. So the first question, do you have a favorite oi or street punk record or records? Oi, favorite oi or street punk record? So here's my thing. <laughs> I love Coxbar the record shock troops. I've never heard any other Cox bar record. I mentioned the blitz episode. I'm kind of vaguely familiar with the first blitz record. I think it's good, but I don't reach for it all that often. I don't know anything about street punk or oi. I think when I really think about it, um, just stiff little, little fingers count. I like them. Uh, like, I'd say like Stiff Little I, Fingers I just, don't I got count. Nothing. I think Stiff Little Fingers don't count, but uh, but Cox Bar certainly does. Uh, Voice of a Generation for me. Yeah, Blitz, Voice of a Generation. Great record. Cool. Um, best songs by fake bands in the movies? 
Mm, best song by fake bands in the movies? Jesus. Uh, I really like the like weird 90s era like ska band appearances. Like Mighty Mighty Boston's and Clueless. And then there's some one some band appears at the end, appears in Ten Things I Hate About You. What is well, that? I think band? I think this is like fake like bands that don't actually exist that were like created for the movie. Yeah, I don't know. So like Josie and the Pussycats. Oh. <laughs> or like or like uh, uh, Letters to Cleo appears in Ten Things I Hate About You and I love their appearance. All right, so fake bands. Yeah, uh Josie and the Pussycats. There you go. Okay. Yeah, Josie and the Pussycats comes to mind. Uh, there's a song in the movie Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, yeah. That's like a fake 80s kind of like song to get you psyched up called Higher and Higher that like I I literally like have on playlists. I think it's so much fun. Um, the TV show Metalocalypse has a fake band called Death Clock that are a great fake death metal band. Um, what else do the monkeys count? <laughs> They're great. Um, <laughs> that's what comes to mind. Um, yeah. I, tough oh, question. Uh, the, the Harry Potter movie has a fake band with Jarvis Cocker from pulp and a few of the dudes from Radiohead. Mm. That band sucks in the movie, but I like those guys and their bands. So I don't know. Uh, some what's the uh, uh, um, the band the indie band Sigur Ross yeah appears in Game of Thrones and oh, does yeah. Red yep. Wedding I think that's cool I guess that counts yeah that's my answer there we go Sigur Ross because they <laughs> didn't exist otherwise um, <laughs> let me ask this one of you favorite prog rock records uh jeez. I mean I have to say yes and King Crimson. Okay. So the yes records fragile or close to the edge or King Crimson, I really like red um or in the court of the Crimson King. Um but then I mean for me it gets like it gets hazy because I feel like prog rocks kind of melds with like kraut rock and like that sort of stuff and I like a lot of that stuff so there's a band called Gong. They have mm-hmm. a record called You that I really like. Okay. Uh, I like some Frank Zappa a lot. My dad was a big Zappa fan. Any that's feelings like, on like the early mid era Genesis records? That's th- see Genesis kind of missed me. Like I know that they're like one of the kind of quintessential prog bands, but I'm I still like kind of am trying to go back and discover some of that stuff. Where does something um, like Dream Theater does that factor in for you at all? Well, that's what I was gonna ask. Like Dream, th- like does Tool count? Because I, I like know. Tool. I know. <laughs> like to me, does Rush count? I think Rush counts. Then it's Rush for me. I, I, I like Rush quite a bit. Um, but like, are you going to like Hemispheres? Go, like, where are you going? Twenty One Twelve is pretty good. Um, Hemispheres is really good. I'm not trying to be like. I have friends who are, deep but it's not like rush. Fly by Night, so it's not like the early because the early no, stuff is like more I rock. Love. Yeah, um, Permanent Waves, I love. Um, <sighs> I didn't know you were a big Rush fan like that. Yeah, man, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Fly by Night's a really good record. No, yeah, Fly by Night's a really good record, actually. 
that that's actually one that I'd like to do in a weird way because I think I think it's weirder and more moody than people know. I own Fly by Night on vinyl because I think the cover it's so awesome. And it's it really great. One hundred percent dollar bin score. You know. Yeah. Um, I saw them three nights in a row in San Francisco. They had they had a washer and dryer on stage that were consistently running. It was a really weird stage set. Yeah. The, the, wait, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who do they think there's Sonic Youth or something? What's going on? Yeah. On the left and right side of the stage, just like washer and dryer, just spinning. It's very funny. Yeah. That's all right. So that's our favorite prog rock records. RIP and Neil Port, Neil Pert. Yeah. But like, but yeah, Neil Pert for sure. But I mean, like, Really, like I love Can and I love like like Mike Oldfield, Tubular Bells, and Tangerine Dream and Harmonia. Like people consider that stuff prog rock. I don't really think of that as prog rock, but I love that stuff. So like, I get confused with this category. So I'm just gonna say yes and King Crimson. Cool. What is your favorite release by a hardcore punk band that only did one record? <sighs> wow. Minor Threat. Like that has to be the but answer. They did more than one record. Oh, one seven, record. Only, more thought, than one record, yeah. The only did Oh, one I record. thought album. I was yeah, thinking album. Yeah, you know, that's okay. a good point. Only uh, did fuck. one record. Mm-mm-mm. One record. <sighs> okay. I'm trying not to be like strictly 80s. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dude, I don't even know how to think about this. So there's there's one one record bands, um, but the problem is over the course of however many years of hardcore and punk that bands have gotten back together. You know, an easy answer. All right, Inside Out seven inch, um, the Straight Ahead twelve inch. Uh huh. There's stuff like that. Um, like an easy, I think of that because an easy answer for me at one point would have been Burn, who did a New York hardcore seven, seven inch. inch that was really good. But then in the early 2000s, it's like, hey, here's this unearthed material. Here's another seven inch. And hey, we're back together. Here's a new record. And then 10 years later, hey, we're doing an LP. Here's a new LP. And yeah. all of a sudden they have a ton of material. That fucks it up. I mean, yep. Burn would be an answer for me, but like yep. now it's not an answer. Not I, an answer. I was so confident in the minor threat thing. I was thinking albums. No, so I was albums, like, man, because no, no, no. I thought I thought a minor th- right off the dome. I thought a minor threat. I thought of underdog. Yep, um, underdog has a seven inch and an LP. But they, yeah. If you're just doing one album, one record, yeah, that's a good question. Um, we should do some more. Um, we should Coro? do some more. Oh, the Coro seven inch is great. Yeah, it's that's great. A really good record. I mean, there's so many they, bands they, that just did like one seven inch. <laughs> But then they did an LP. They released like they an did LP. Something else later. Did the Zero Boys do anything besides the first twelve inch? Yeah, they did they a seven did. inch. Living That's in the eighties. Right. That's right. Um, this is tough, man. Super tough. Super super tough. Uh, how about we think about it? And we'll get back to you. Yeah, we'll get back to you. Any more interviews in mind? The Mother Record Records episode was incredible. That that was a great episode. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Rob Bruce. That was Rob a lot Bruce. of fun. Um. I would love to do that. I actually, I have a few people in mind. It's just, it's more like trying to fit it in the context of the podcast. Like I'd rather have people come on to talk about a very specific thing 
kind of the way that Rob was supposed to just talk about mother, but he kind of went all over the place, which was cool in and of itself. Um, uh, or just have someone kind of randomly come on to talk about a record. Like we had your friend Patrick come on to talk about killing joke. And I thought that was fun, you know? So things like that, I think could be cool. We just got to figure that out for sure. For sure. So yes, is the answer. Um, it's a fun thing. I really like when we have somebody who's like a third mic with us, the traveling Wilburys episode was super fun because of that. So, yeah. Favorite releases of 2022 so far. Oh my goodness. Wow. 2022. Uh. This is tough. I mean, right off the dome, uh, we mentioned Drug Church. I thought that record was good. Hygiene. That's pretty good. Um, um, I really, really like the new spiritualized record. Okay. Uh, called Everything Was Beautiful. Um, I've been going to the new Blood Incantation record a lot, actually. Okay. It's called Time Wave Zero. So they're like a death metal band. But this record actually sounds like Tangerine Dream. Like it's just like oh, a synth. Okay. It's just like a synth record, basically, which I think probably upset a lot of their kind of strictly metal fans. I really like the song Rocking a Cardigan in Atlanta by Little Shorty Scott. Um, great nice. song. Uh, I'm trying to think, man, that's, it's a tough question. Um, how about how stumped I am on new music right now? Uh, I mean, it's tough. Yeah. There's, there's good stuff. Let me think about good. I've been let down by a lot of records. I'm not going to mention like bands, but there were records that I was really excited about this year that I was not super hyped on. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good question. Let me think about stuff that I've actually like ordered or gotten in the mail. Um, Hmm. <laughs> okay, another one we're going to get back to. Damn, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll say no, 2022. last two that come to mind, death metal band Immolation. I like their new record called Acts of God. Maybe it's just because I went to Maryland Death Fest and they killed it. So I've been listening to that. But uh, aside from that, I got the new Tony Molina, which comes out, I think, in August. And that one's really good. Oh, so okay. I'm excited yeah, for that. You know what? I'm excited about the Tony Molina. I'm excited about the Berries. Uh, I really like the Anxious uh, record that came out at the beginning of this year, Little Green Home. Um, I think it's a great record. Uh, I have to, like, I'm just so not geared in for this question. I should have prepped, man. <laughs> Favorite releases of 2022. And it's already June? Yeah. Damn. Mm. You know, nothing's s- snatched me up. You know what I mean? I feel you. Yeah. There's a new Mars Volta song that I'll send you. Oh, okay. Don't do that. It's okay. <laughs> um, okay, uh, next question. What favorite album of yours have you not covered yet? Oh, hey, favorite album of ours. I mean, there's a lot of those. We mentioned Guided by Voices and the requests. I mean, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. We've never done them. Well, we haven't done Smiths or Morrissey, and I do really like the Smiths and Morrissey. Um, yeah, man. Wow. Uh, Led Zeppelin, for sure. It would be kind of fun to do a weird Led Zeppelin Zeppelin record. would be fun. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of like weird... Mm, we've, we haven't done a Cure record. Um, oh, yeah. That'd be great. 
uh, I'm trying to think about albums. I mean, they're I like mean, basics. Like we could just do a like lot. a yeah. Beatles record. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. We've, we've totally like that glossed over be, that. That would be fun. Um, um I'd the love kinks. To, the king. Oh, the kinks is an interesting one. Uh, the cranberries. I'd love to do the cranberries record. I've been thinking cranberries a lot about the first, the car self-titled record actually. Oh, Shout out great. to my cousin's son who is, uh, going to law school and actually was talking to me about that. I was like, Oh, you know, this is like undeniable. Great. He, he said it was like best debut album start to finish by a band. I was like, Oh, that's an yeah. interesting claim. I didn't agree, but I thought it was an interesting claim. You could make that argument, but he's wrong because it's the stone roses. Mm, mm. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, Neil Young. I'd love to do a Neil Young record. Yeah, Neil Young's great. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Honestly, there's a lot of the favorite I mean, albums yeah. that we haven't touched. And sometimes it's more fun to do the weird album than it is to do your favorite album. So Yeah, true. Because the, the the favorite album, you're too close to it. It becomes really tough uh, to parse it out. But sometimes you learn a lot from it. Um, I mean, we talked in the request. We had Bad Religion in there. Um I love Bad Religion. I would cover any of those. You mentioned Morrissey and the Smiths. Um, we covered a Melvin's record at one point, but uh-huh. like we definitely didn't cover my favorite, and they're one of my favorite bands. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a well, lot. We talk about him. We talk about his stuff on here, but I'm a pretty big quicksand uh, rival schools guy. We haven't done any of that stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. There's a ton. I mean, there's tons of classics. Like we haven't even we've really barely talked about stuff like black Sabbath and that's kind of fun. There's a lot of fun little nooks and crannies to dive into. So I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. We've literally only made like tire jokes, <laughs> which I, 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 all right, put tire on the list. Let's go. All right. Next question. <laughs> What's your go-to record to listen to while cooking? Mm. Um, <sighs> I don't really cook. Uh, and when I do, <laughs> I listen to, I mean, the honest truth is that most of the time I'm listening to audiobooks and podcasts. So yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I love, I love sports and sports podcasts. They take up a lot of my time. However, yeah. if I do listen to something, I have a couple playlists that I put on one called the sound of my brain, one called drive flow, one called, Where's the other one? Uh, the uh, songs that feel, and then there's another that's like um, post chiller or something like that. Yeah, that's that's a fun one um, that I'll put on uh, to listen to while I'm doing it. I used to. I have a really good playlist called Dub and Scrub, which was no, my fun. cooking and cleaning playlist that was mostly dub and reggae <laughs> stuff. So that was that's a really cool. good playlist. Yeah. Yo, send me the dub and scrub playlist. Well, I'll send it now. It's a fun Sick. one. Nine hours. So wow. That's a lot of scrubbing. Yeah, buddy. All right. Um how much does great artwork make you want to love an album, <sighs> give it more shots, etc.? <sighs> Um, and not insignificant amount. I, I, if it looks really good, I want, I give it a, f- I give it a, a more than fair shot, you know? Um, but if it sucks, it sucks. It doesn't matter. It, it still can be something that looks cool, but you gotta have tracks. I agree. Um, although I'll say there's certain bands that, I have always wanted to like more just because of the aesthetic. For sure. 
I mean, I love a good album cover and, uh, sometimes you listen to the thing and it's just not great. Yep. Um, and, so and yeah, invert it. Um, so this is what I can say. A great album cover cannot make a bad album good, but a great album can make a bad album cover pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Last question. Intros and interludes. Are they effective additions to a record? Are they fluff? What makes a good one? <sighs> okay. Um, are the intros and interludes a part of a theme? Is the theme connected to the record? Are they leading into songs? Are they conscious of what the songs sound like? Are they conscious of what the band is like? Is the band performing these interludes? What is the connection? Are Did the band write the interludes? How does this interact with the songs that they're between? Are they a bridge between the two? Are we hearing elements between, you know, song one and song three if track two is an interlude? Um, I'm all in for them when they're used right. If they're not, it can really take away from flow. It can be distracting or it can be as identified here, just fluff. So what makes a good one? All the things I asked the question about. Does it connect to a theme of the record and or band? Does it help in between the songs? Does it play off the sonic cues of those songs? Um, the bands who do this stuff right usually do it really right. And the bands who do it wrong are just using it to be lazy or haven't thought about it enough. Yeah, I mean, I I think that was all well said. I don't need to add much. It's like if an interlude or intro is done well, it just feels like a seamless part of the album. And if it's done at at its worst, it's it just feels like something that's shoehorned in there that feels like an incomplete song or like some sort of half-baked idea. So like it can either add a lot to an album or it can add nothing to an album. But I think... uh, I don't know. I've never understood why bands like even that priest record that we covered a few weeks ago. Um, there's like an interlude on the B side that really just added nothing to the whole thing. And in my head, I'm like, why would you, why would you even add that? But right. that's, uh, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. They can be great. When they're great, they're great. When they're not cut it. Cut it. Everybody, have a great day. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Trackspod. Send us emails. Trackspod at gmail.com and uh, leave us five stars. Five stars only. Five stars only. Good night, everybody. Thank you.